0: Welcome to Figuring Out Families. In this episode, we talk to Kate Moriarty, a mum and freelance writer who tells us how her strong faith has helped her during the difficult months living at home with her family under the COVID-19 lockdown. She also passes on some valuable tips to help families be more organized. Thank you for joining us. David Ahern, welcome to Figuring Out Families. Our guest today is a mother of six, including twins and a writer. She describes herself as a freelance writer at Laptop on the Ironing Board. She's a regular contributor to the Magellan and likes to write about family life and make people laugh. She joins us today to speak about how lockdown has impacted on her family life and share some strategies she's used to ensure some normality, especially with practicing their faith as a family. Welcome Kate Moriarty.
1: Morning, David.
0: Lovely to talk to you. You have a large family. Tell us about your children and their ages, please.
1: Ah, well, I will tell you about them. When I write about them, I give them different names, so I'll I'll give you both their names. Great. So when I write about Lizzie, I call her Matilda after old Val's Matilda. And she's fifteen years old. Lovely. Michael, I call Christopher after Christopher Robin. He's twelve. Yep. Jimmy, and I call him Harry, is nine, but he's almost ten. He'd rather me say he's ten. I think he's turning ten in a few days. Um, And he's named after Harry the Dirty Dog, which (laughs) even now that he's almost ten still applies. Emily, I call Annie after Anne of Green Gables, and she is eight. And then I have my twins, Grace. I call Penny after Penny Pollard, and she's four. And Rose is also four, and I call her Pippi after Pippi Longstocking. Right. So
0: six in all. There are a lot of names in there. Do you get confused at times when you're talking to your different
1: kids? <laughs> well, I, I call them by their regular names. Um, I probably should have just told you their book but when I write about the names. But, you know, Fair yeah, enough. <laughs> it's, it's very complicated. Yeah. Yeah, well, it,
0: it, it sounds a little complicated. But anyway, I mean, I come from a family of six. But uh, when I was growing up, we were just called by our first name and our only name. So it made life easier, I think.
1: <laughs> Did your mum ever get confused? like uh, say she the wrong did. name yeah oh yes I do yes that
0: a lot. yeah absolutely I've got a brother who's 18 months younger than me and his name's Stephen and I was often called Stephen especially if uh, I was doing the wrong thing so there you I'm, go
1: I'm one of six <laughs> as well I have five brothers and sisters and I'd get called my brothers and sisters names and sometimes a dog's name I'd get as well so
0: oh goodness gracious
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah.
0: I know it uh, happens it happens now, this year has been like no other, as we all know, COVID-19 has transformed many of our home and work lives. Restrictions are easing at the moment, but uh, tell me, what was it like for your family in lockdown?
1: Um, it was it was an interesting time. Well, it still is an interesting time. In the early days, I think I was very conscientious and intentional and I got out the butcher's paper and we wrote down, you know, what we were going to do and... and how we were going to be living together because we have a lot of different personalities in the mix and, you know, my oldest daughter often needs her space but the younger kids, you know, adore her and want to climb all over her all the time so we needed to work out how do we allow, you know, how do we give give Lizzie space sometimes and then also make sure that uh, that she, she gives the, the kids the attention that they crave as well and all different things like that. So, yeah, look, these days we've fallen into more of a rhythm, but yeah, it's definitely it's had its moments as well where it's been tricky
0: yeah oh, i'm I'm sure with uh that number in the in the house and being uh, cooped up a bit at times, it would be tricky, but it sounds like you've uh, coped reasonably well, and you, you said you've got into some sort of routine.
1: yeah, well, I think also some ways it's been I think I would have found it hard I would have found it hard if we had fewer people as well, because, you know, I'm an extrovert. My brother said to me once, uh, he's like, oh, geez, he's like, I I was, you know, you with your big family, it's like everyone else was stockpiling toilet paper. You've been stockpiling people all this time just to look after your extrovert needs. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's uh, more of a community, you know. So there have been things that are better because there are more of us, but it's also there's there have been many challenges as well.
0: Yeah, as all families have challenges, it's just uh, with COVID-19, of course, and having the restrictions in place, it's it's made it uh, perhaps more difficult for some families.
1: Mm, mm. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm not, not saying it's easy, but I think I have one of those personalities that I like to look back on things and I'll remember the good things and I'll forget the bits where I was having a bit of a temper tantrum or um, not not <laughs> enjoying things so much.
0: Yeah, speaking of temper tantrums, were there times when you and your husband were climbing the walls? <laughs>
1: Oh, yes. Yes, yes, definitely. I would say, I, I said at one point uh, to the kids as well, cause I was I was having a sook and I said, oh, look, we can all take it in turns being the one who has, a, you know, falls to pieces and says it's not fair. Like, we're all going to have to have a go at that. And I probably use that more than anyone. I was occasionally just mm. like, oh, I miss my mum, you know, <laughs> like, this is hard. And, and, yeah. um, and, oh, I really wanted to go away with my friends this weekend and that's been cancelled and all this stuff. And, yeah. you know, you just have to – it's okay to stop and say it's not fair. It, you know, like even though, yes, we know we have to be sensible, it's okay still to to, to say that wasn't fair. I wish it was a different way.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, that's right. It wasn't fair for anyone. But, I mean, we've uh, come out of it so far uh, in this part of the world very well in the terms of a uh, number of people who've died. I mean, as tragic as it is for mm, over definitely. 100 people compared to Europe and North America, we've done very well.
1: Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Have been. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah. In the
0: latest uh, Magellan Magazine, you uh, kindly wrote an article about your, uh, your faith and how mass cancellations affected you personally. You described yourself in the story as a church every Sunday kind of person. Tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Yes well like if if it weren't for covid i i'd be going to church every sunday i think that i mean i see mass as this it's an important staple in the week and so i i try to make that like a a non-negotiable which is challenging when you have you know kids who are into scouts and like to go away for the weekend and all that sort of stuff it can be hard to to sort of enforce but i think if that if that's the number 1 it kind of and you, and you live that like by making it that you you go to mass and then that helps to sort of frame your priorities for the rest of the week that that that's that's there. So I try. I don't always um, succeed, but I I do try to make my faith a priority. Yeah. And I think everything flows from that. Yeah.
0: So, so Sunday is almost sort of like the start of the week, and you structure things around mass on a Sunday, and everything yeah. else flows.
1: Although with us, it, it could be Sunday, it could be Saturday night, it could be, you know, Sunday night. It's, it, just as long as it happens at some point on, around that that Sunday time, then, then that, yeah, that that's the main thing. And then everything else can, can fit around that. That's sort of like the rock in the jar and then all the pebbles fit around that rock in the jar.
0: Yeah, under, understood. So mass, mass has been cancelled as they were along with everything else several months back. How did that affect you? Were you suddenly in a, a real bind? What are we going to do here?
1: Yeah, it was like all of a sudden things just got real. Before that it sort of, I suppose COVID was a theory, but, but that was like, wow, things are really real now. And something that had been, you know, every week pretty much uh, my whole life was now not, and we had to work out, what do we do? You know, how do we how do we make how do we get that nourishment that that we we wouldn't otherwise get? And yeah, that that that's been that's been a challenge, definitely. Yeah, to,
0: did the lot? Mm-hmm. Sorry, the live stream masses oh, obviously right. uh, that th- that would have been uh, a help. Did that take definitely, a lot of getting yes. used to?
1: It did a bit. It was really strange to be. It was kind of like it was kind of nice as well to be watching mass on the couch even, you know, like it was, it was different. It was very strange to be, you know, cuddled up under blankets and, and that was kind of nice. It also, I, you know, I don't always have the quietest children. So, (laughs) you know, when one of my four-year-olds was shouting and crying and having a bit of a, you know, a tantrum, it, it meant that it was only bothering us. And I didn't have that feeling of, oh gosh, everyone can hear. And at one point I, I told her, am like, shh, we're at Mass. And, and she's like, no one else. She said, Mass can't hear me. And I was like, well, that's <laughs> yes, true, but still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it was nice that we could have live-streamed Masses in that we could we could be together in time so we knew that, you know, we're watching the consecration happen and it was actually happening at that time just further away than usual and we had friends who were going to the same mass at the same time and they would send us text messages at the sign of peace saying peace be with you and that was that was lovely because we wouldn't usually be going to church with those friends they live further away so there were some nice things yeah
0: well that was a bit of an upshot then uh, from having the live stream masses it's uh, interesting I mean with COVID-19 there have people have had to change the way they do things and uh, Mm. obviously with the mass and the way you Get the nourishment, as you uh, so eloquently put it. It was a different way, and saying "peace be with you" to people you wouldn't normally be able to do that with.
1: Yes, it's true, and yeah, it it was it was it was. There was there were many things that were lovely. It meant that we sort of had to put in more of an effort. In that mass wasn't something we went outside of the home like usually. You know, we would go outside, go out of the house to 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 for prayer in a way. And yeah. we had to make more of an effort to be prayerful at home and together uh, without someone else facilitating that in the same way. So I think, yeah, we had to get better at family prayer, which I think mm. has been good for us.
0: Was it difficult getting the family ready for Mass, whether it be Saturday night or <laughs> Sunday morning?
1: <laughs> well, in many ways it was easier. You know, I, I really want to say, look, and, and oh, I also have to say, I've put on makeup. I hope your listeners can hear that I'm wearing makeup. I thought <laughs> I put on makeup for this because I thought, I reckon you can hear that. I really want to say that for mass, I had them all in their Sunday bests and they just looked beautiful and we were just sitting there very primly. Yeah. It's possible that there were a couple of masses where people were in their pajamas and there was one where one of my four-year-olds was wearing very little, just a pair of shorts and nothing else. But, you know, so look, I, I, I would like to say I really – I probably should put it out there that, yeah, definitely Sunday best every Sunday. That is the <laughs> ideal. I know that. But, yeah, there, there were some some days where it was a bit more relaxed. And when I think about some of the misadventures I've had getting to real life mass, I've written before about the time I got to mass, we were running late. My husband was already there with my two eldest. They were altar serving. Annie, Emily, was four years old at the time. And I had two twin babies. And we, I got everyone into the car, and I said, "Has everyone got their shoes on?" And everyone said yes, including Annie. And <laughs> and we get there, and she goes, "Oh, guess what? I forgot my shoes, actually." And we were so late. And I looked through the whole car, and I found one shoe, but it didn't have a pair, which is worse than if there were no shoes. And I was like, "Oh, look, we'll, we'll just we'll just stealth it. We'll go in, and hopefully, no one will look down at her feet, and we'll be okay." And so we came in, and it would have been a sponsorial psalm. We we're quite late. And I sort of, you know, looked at my husband. And I said, "Yeah, sorry, it was a bit hard. we were late, you know." And it's like he whispers to me, "We're on offer tree." Like someone had mm. tapped him on the shoulder and said, "Can you guys do offer tree?" And so, <laughs> offer tree procession with a barefoot child. So oh. in that way, mass at home has been easier.
0: <laughs> I bet, absolutely. Oh, fun I'm times. Sure- I'm sure nobody noticed uh, your child uh, not oh, having any issues. <laughs> oh, I
1: really hope not. <laughs> but, but well, yeah, it definitely... anyone,
0: yeah, anyone who's had children understands the, <laughs> the issues you can go through. So I'm sure they're very forgiving.
1: Oh. Um,
0: now, you talked about live stream masses and getting mm. the kids ready. Around the television area, normally uh, a place for entertainment and relaxation. Was that a difficult concept for your kids to understand, especially the younger ones?
1: I think so, yeah. I definitely had a little Pippi say, this is boring, put something else on. I don't like this show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nah. And so, yeah, getting used to that was what I, one thing I did do was I cleared out, we've got like a little, you know, cabinet underneath the TV and it it did have a whole lot of just stuff that didn't need to be there, just old DVD player and that. I cleared it out and I put in some Things that they could make a prayer table out of, so like a little stool and a cloth and candles. And I basically raided all of their old first communion and baptism presents and put them in the cupboard as well. <laughs> and so the yeah. kids really enjoyed setting up a prayer table before mass, and that I think helped to set a focal point as well. Yeah. And and even like sometimes even when it wasn't mass, they they would go and set it up and say I want to say a prayer, which was which was lovely as well. So that was a win. But yeah, definitely getting them to come come to the television for mass took a bit of getting used to. You know, this is mass. We're going to mass. We mm. we sort of we got some bells, like musical instrument bells, and uh, and they used those when it was Alleluia time and things like that. Because it was Easter, you know, when it was Easter time, yeah. they yeah all yeah, no. all the things. Cushions on the floor was another another thing we worked out we needed and vanillas and. <laughs>
0: Oh goodness yeah. gracious! Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's extraordinary. I can understand the younger ones would have preferred uh, bananas and pajamas. I'm sure, oh, definitely,
1: so, definitely. Yeah. And 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 as as your readers will read in the the latest article I wrote that we did get a, a bit of uh, entertainment in the middle of the Easter mass when Channel Thirty One was having broadcasting issues, so they switched to some ads and then a comedy show. So that was in the middle of Easter mass. So so you know it's it was. It's It's been interesting. It's it's strange to go to mass at a television, but I think we're, David and I are trying really hard to just, you know, set the tone, like, you know, if, if we're taking it seriously, then hopefully they'll take it seriously. But it's,
0: yeah, a and trying to, it's
1: definitely a challenge.
0: Yeah, and trying to be as normal or continue normality as much as possible in rather strange times.
1: Yes, yes. I think it helped that uh, the live stream, of mass, the, the the mass that we went to, was a Mass we sometimes go to in real life, so they knew the priest and that, that helps that they knew that this is actually Mass and not some television show, you know, as much. So that yes, was helpful, yeah. that, that what they're seeing is actually Mass. And, yeah, sure, For the younger sure. ones.
0: Okay. Kate, these days many parents struggle to engage their kids in faith and we've sort of been talking about that a little bit, especially having them go to Mass. Do you have any advice for those listening um, that perhaps struggle in this regard?
1: Well, let me think. The first thing you need to know about my advice is that I, sorry, my headphones fell off. The first mm. thing, mm. first thing you need to know is that I'm not always great at following my own advice. So take when it when it comes to I'm great at giving advice though. So that's there's that. Um, right. <laughs> I I would say uh, definitely something that's been a blessing for our family is the catechesis of the Good Shepherd ministry, which is uh, it runs from our parish and it's. Uh, a Montessori-based approach to religious education. I think that's really helped our kids. So if, if you've got one in your parish or nearby, definitely jump on that. Or if you want to start one up, also, Kiss is the Good Shepherd. Brilliant. I think also, and this is hard, I know, when you've got everything going on, but it can be very difficult to encourage faith in your children when your own faith life isn't in order. I think definitely working on your own faith is probably the best starting point. And uh, I know that if I'm trying to do some sort of family prayer, it works a lot better if I've prayed. I've had, had my own personal prayer that day And because, yeah, so often I'll, I'll go to – I haven't prayed at all that day. You know, I try to do family prayer and it's just a complete mess, you know, and I think I yeah. think it's probably easier. And I think the third thing I say is pray for help, you know, because God, God will help. As well with that, yeah.
0: Right. No, no, that's good advice. Uh, yeah, thank you. That's terrific. Has lockdown influenced your family's faith in any way?
1: Let me think. I think we get we're better at praying together. I think that one thing that's good is it's allowed us to feel that hunger, to know what we're missing. I think that I think that has actually been a helpful thing to To miss, to realise, oh, this is why we go to Mass and now we miss it and we hunger for that. I think that, that, that hunger can be health, healthy sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you don't realise how much you miss something until you can't actually participate or it, mm. that, that thing disappears and I think the, the COVID-19 crisis has been a, a classic uh, case in point.
1: Mm, mm, definitely, definitely. I think that's been helpful, yeah
0: yeah now, as a family, how have you maintained your mental and physical fitness? I know you like to run. Are you still doing that
1: i I am still running i I've probably taken it on even more because I figure I've got to get my endorphins from somewhere <laughs> and you know I can't go out and see my friends. There's a limit to how much writing I can get done so right so running is is uh I've been doing a lot of it and that's been good. I it's still, you know, I mean, running, like, I'm still not one of the people who thinks that running is exciting. Running is still a boring thing to do, but it makes me feel very good afterwards. So, yeah. And one thing I did was I, my parents-in-law have been in total lockdown, you know, they haven't left the house and but they live next door to an oval. And so on Saturdays, I'll take my run on, on that oval and, and sometimes they, they can watch through the window or whatever. And so we have that connection. And now that sort of things are sort of settling down a bit, I managed to get my goal of 10 kilometers. That was my big goal. And they were able to come out and cheer me on. So usually it would be just me. And that was, it was nice to have witnesses to that event. It was very nice. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's impressive. Ten kilometers and you didn't, kilometers. Stop, didn't didn't stop at all during the ten
1: No, no. Oh. I you know, I, I'm not super fast, but, but that was Doesn't matter. I've been hmm. inching along, getting closer and closer and but yeah, there's not much else to be doing these days. So <laughs> no. so running. Yeah. I alternate on mornings I always get up very early because I figure I need I need that little that first maybe hour of the day or whatever it might be, that first part of the day. I can be just Kate because yeah. after that I have to be everyone. And and so some mornings uh, I will run and then it used to be that like I would run so that I could because I love to write and getting up early, having a coffee and writing is like a real treat mm. for me. And so yeah. the way I convince myself to run, it'd be like, well, if I run on Tuesday, then I get to write on Wednesday, you know, that sort of thing. And so so some mornings I'll run and some mornings I'll write and and I alternate between those two. Okay. So, yeah, the writing would be probably how I'm keeping mentally uh, happy. That's how I keep happy, I think, uh, and healthy. Yes. Mm. Right.
0: And the runnings a physical. Oh, look, I agree with you. I've never found much fun in running. I gave up running when I was 22. I do, <laughs> I do, I, I do power walk. I love walking and I think physical exercise oh, yeah. is uh, vitally important. But as Definitely. for the running, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: nah, I'm with you on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit dull. but Yeah, yeah. It does. It makes me feel good. I need to tell myself that. I need to remind myself, that, you know, and also being able to to get a goal, I think, is helpful, especially in these days where all the days look the same. It's yeah. nice to to to, to get a goal somehow. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know. Fair enough. Now on to homeschooling. A lot of parents have been doing <laughs> yes. this in recent times. Mm-hmm. How's that been um, for you and your husband, uh, considering the number of kids you've got?
1: It's been an interesting situation. I actually am a a bit strange in that I am already a homeschooler. I've um, homeschooled my primary schoolers five years now, I think. But homeschooling is not quarantine schooling. They're very, very different things. So some people say, oh, we're all homeschooling now and you've been homeschooling forever. I'm like, no, quarantine schooling is a very different thing and um, I don't want people to think that homeschooling is this hard because yeah, yeah. It, it is hard and yeah my so my high schoolers I've got a year seven and a year 10 they tend to just it's all sort of run by the school so they go upstairs and they do their school work and they emerge at lunch and they might emerge at morning tea and then they they emerge at after school and so we don't really see them much during the day and my husband's at home as well of course he's working so he's in the study which has been Better than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be stressful, but but it's it's it come with. It's really nice. We have coffee together in the morning, which we wouldn't usually be able to do, of course. And and he gets to join us for lunch, and he's home a lot earlier, so that's been quite lovely. And yeah. so yeah, we I sort of feel like we're we're living in a bunker sometimes. We're sort of all in together. My my twins are the only ones who really leave the house. They still because Kinder is still running, so they they go out to Kinder. And then my primary school is we're on the kitchen table together and we work from there. And of late, my year seven, Christopher is he's more of an extrovert and he definitely he works better in a community of learners. That's sort of how he learns. Whereas Matilda's one to she she sort of likes her own space. Christopher's just very extroverted. And lately he's been struggling a bit with the whole learning off a screen. And so occasionally he'll come down and sit at the kitchen table with us. And we can just talk things over and and all be working together, which I understand because I'm like that in the way I work. I, I do like to be among yep. people. Yeah.
0: Okay. And and being in lockdown for so long, did you learn anything new about your children? Anything surprise you in any
1: way? That's a good question. Yeah. They they're all sort of they've they've taken that they 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 deal with it in different ways. My oldest daughter has dyed her hair blue. <laughs> that was just something she had to do, and and she's definitely someone who is always doing something. She's very much on the go, and this has definitely forced her to slow down, and yeah. and so she's found other ways to to keep busy by you know, dyeing her hair blue. And my 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 oldest son loves to bake, and he's got onto the sourdough craze. Like he's <laughs> making sourdough starter, and he's because we don't have a pet, he's named it and he's feeding it every day, and he's treating it like his pet because you know. Um, <laughs> But it's 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 fun to see and I've found out that he's actually really good at doing hair for kinder. He he does the twins' hair in the morning and he's much better than I am and he does all sorts of lovely braids and things that I am. Wow. So that's great. I'm going to miss that when he goes back to school because uh, he's much better. Yeah. The twins are going to miss it because I'm just really not not great at doing hair at all and <laughs> I'm much less patient than he is. Right. So it's been lovely to, to spend this time together. And I'm hoping that's the bit that I remember. It has been hard, but it's also been lovely.
0: Yeah. Uh, Brady, uh, that's a great skill to pick up. That's probably something you never, ever would have thought that uh, he would have been able to manage.
1: I know. I know. And he's he's also much more patient with them. You know, they move their heads and he's just patient. Whereas I'd be like, keep your head still. Just stop it, you know. (laughs) He's just got that patience with them that I probably need to develop in myself.
0: Well, yeah, well, patience is one thing, but when you're dealing with six children, I mean, (laughs) I I can't imagine there would be days where you just think, can we uh, restart the clock and, uh, you know, turn it back to 5.30am.
1: And that's why I need to be selfish sometimes. Well, not selfish, but I need to make sure I look after my own needs first, because otherwise I'm I'm not much fun as a mum. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that's probably something you learn, and it's, uh, it's, I don't know how my parents did it at times, and dad wasn't at home, of course, back in the day. It was mum, and she was looking after six children. I think people, uh, you know, like that, they were just saints, to be
1: honest. Uh, oh, no, well. You so should, you're a you're, saint. No, I was going to say, absolutely, <laughs> totally. No, if you, I was going to say, it's probably good that you don't see some moments where I'm shrieking at people and being very <laughs> unsaint like in my behaviour.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. I I think you're allowed moments like that to be honest. Uh-huh. Now with such a large family, uh I'd imagine that, well, we we have touched on this, but being organized really is the key. Can you pass on any tips for other families? Things that you've uh-huh. learned. Perhaps-
1: Again, this comes with that advice disclaimer. But um
0: Of of course.
1: You know, I don't always do this, but I I'm someone who's not naturally organised and I've definitely had to learn some tricks. I find that some things that help me when I actually do them, meal plans, writing down plans for, for what we're eating means that you only have to make the decisions once and not every day. I find I, I keep a, a bullet journal, like a, an exercise book, and I write down all my to-do lists in this one book so it's all together and I write the meal plans in that and, and, you know, the plans for the week and for the month and it's all in this one book and that helps mm. me as well. If I'm writing a to-do list every day and I see that there's this same thing that's been on the list like called the dentist. Every day I'm like, oh, I've been procrastinating on that. I really got to do that one. And then something I need to get better at, but which really helps is just getting things laid out the night before. And I sound like, like I feel like my mum, my mum would always say lay things out the night before and I'm like, there's actually some wisdom in that because in the morning, yeah. brain's not there, just having it laid out the night before. But, yeah, um, okay. No, yeah. That's
0: good. We don't always listen to our up parents. Early.
1: Getting up <laughs> early and doing something yep. for yourself is the biggest one, definitely.
0: Well, yeah. I imagine I imagine the earlier, the better. Before everyone else is awake, because you can do a few things for yourself at that time of day.
1: Mm, mm, it's 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 a lovely time. It was very hard for me to establish that at the start. Like no one wants to get out of bed early. Like I'm, I'm definitely not naturally a morning person, but now I, I wouldn't give it up for anything. It's just it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's right. mm, good for yeah.
0: me. Oh no, that's great. That's good. Anything else you'd like to highlight or mention, Kate, while we're here? Uh,
1: let me think. When I've when I've been writing, I've been working on a novel. So yes. that's I should probably say that at some point, maybe twenty fifty, mm-hmm. that'll come out. My my sister uh, Felicity has been instrumental in helping me. I've I've been zooming with her once a week on Sundays, and she's just been helping me. Sort through all that she's very good at that she's actually she and my brother have started their own business YellowArrow.com.au. they do leadership workshops and things like that but they're both very good so i've been getting her help for free But uh, but yeah so so shout out to my sister and uh, yeah anything else other than that uh no I've, I've i've really enjoyed this conversation It's it's been
0: good yeah no, it has I been. think I would have
1: been excited even if this was just a conversation with another adult that wasn't even for a podcast. The fact that it's for a podcast is very exciting, of course, but just a conversation <laughs> with a grown-up that's just – that's really doing it for me right now
0: <laughs> yeah no i can uh, totally understand that uh, I, I i totally get it i mean my children are in their 20s now so i can't mm. remember so much what they were like when they were four and uh, the conversations we had but uh, it is nice when they get older but it, that, that young age does have its uh, own wonderful uh, memories as well yes
1: yes yeah that's right. it's good
0: Kate Moriarty, it's been terrific talking to you. Look after yourself and your wonderful six children and husband. And yeah, take care.
1: Thank you so much, David.
0: Thank you to our guest, Kate Moriarty. Kate has her own website at laptopontheironingboard.wordpress.com. If you have a family issue or want advice on how to make your family the best it can possibly be, you can find answers on the Magellan.media website. Go to www.magellan.media forward guides where you will see downloadable guides and links to organisations that can help. Thanks for listening. This has been Figuring Out Families brought to you by Magellan Media. I'm David Ahern.